the, the myth last week that we were busting was the gift of the Holy Spirit is not for today, which we know it is. And I'll just tell you this right now, when it comes to praying in the Spirit, if you've got to get up here and speak on Sunday morning, you'll pray in the Spirit. By golly, I did. You know, I'm, I, it's a funny thing, you know, people say, do you like to speak? I do like to, but I always feel like I'm going to throw up before I do. And so prayer works for me. So it's important. So we're going to bust the myth that it's not for today. I believe this, that the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. It is for everyone. And I believe this, it's not for just inside of the church building. Obviously, the people, we are the church, but not just inside of the building. I believe this, that a lost and dying world needs me every day to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because there are needs that I'm going to run to, into, things that are going to happen as I'm out in my world doing the things that God has called me to do or doing my job or just living my life. And there's going to be opportunities that come my way and I may not have time to think of, of an answer. Oh, I've got this thing going on or this is happening in my life. I may not have time to think. You know, situations all of a sudden come up in our lives and I may not have time to think about what does the Bible say. You know, or what does, you know, what did I learn in church a few weeks ago? And that's why I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, because what does the Bible say? He will bring to my remembrance the things that I've been taught. He'll bring to my remembrance the things that I've read in the Word. That's why it's important to read the Word. Sometimes we read the Word and we think, oh, man, you know, it's just, I'm not getting anything. But there's that day, that day will come where all of a sudden some scripture or something you've read or something you've heard in church will just pop up when you needed it. It's very important. It's happened to me many times as I've traveled. So the gift is for everyone, and there's people out there that need me to walk in that gift. Amen? We've been talking about Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and I think it'll be up on the screen for you. It says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Bible there says that we would receive power, and we've talked about this. It says, so we could do something. He didn't say we would just receive power for the benefit of us having power. Or we would receive power just so that we would, you know, have goosebumps and feel good about things. But he said that we would receive power so that we could be witnesses. So we could go and tell the story of a Savior that came to change our lives. So that we could go and tell people about our lives and how God has done something in our hearts. See, I think there's a difference in me saying, oh, Jesus, he's wonderful and he does this and this. And those things are true. But you know what's even better is when I can go to someone and say, man, my life was a mess. You know, I, I made mistakes. I've, I've done things wrong. I've, I've not said the right things at times. You know, I've, I've not been faithful at times. And, you know, we can all probably identify. But God made a difference in my life. The Holy Spirit gave me power so I could be a witness, so I could tell people, look, there's something better. You know, maybe today is crappy, but tomorrow can be better because of that power that we can have in our lives, because of that power that can change not only us, which is important, but can change others. I believe the Holy Spirit is for people outside of this building. He said that we would receive power with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It will be a key. I believe it says there it's a key to us if we want to reach our world. You know, we went, the Bible says there we go to Judea, started where they were at. That's when we, when that, that power of the Holy Spirit is on our lives, we start where we're at. You know, my primary responsibility, I, I do world missions, but my primary responsibility is this church and Sand Springs. 
Because I got to start there. He said, we start in Samaria. I got to start there and work my way out. You know, if I'm not willing to minister here and I'm not willing to reach people here, I don't need to be going to the Philippines. You know, I don't need to be going to Africa unless I'm willing to start right here and make that progression and minister to people that are, God puts in my life every day. You know, how, how stupid it would be to overlook the hundreds of people that I run into day by day just so I could go minister to a hundred in another country. I mean, those, it's not like those people in the other countries are not important, but the people here are important too. That's why the gift of the Holy Spirit is, is important is for today because we need it to live our lives. That power will make a difference in our life. It'll be a progression for us. First of all, I believe this about the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives is the power of the Holy Spirit will make us aware of what we can accomplish. It'll make us aware. He will make us aware of what we can accomplish in our lives. Sometimes we don't think we can. You know, when I grew up, my parents didn't go to church, um, you know, and we had neighbors that took us to church. We had a neighbor down the street, took us to all of that Baptist church. Had a neighbor across the street we started going with. I went to Easton Heights Baptist Church. And, you know, got born again at Easton Heights Baptist Church. You know, and, but my parents didn't go. My brother went to Easton Heights Baptist Church, got born again. We're both in the ministry. Before my, my father passed away, he received Christ. My mom's a Christian. She goes to all of that Baptist Church. You know what I'm saying? God worked in our family, but it took someone doing something to make that happen. You think about it. I'm, I'm, you know, if you know me very well, you know, when I was a kid, I wasn't much better. As a teenager, you know, there were fewer filters in my life. And, um, you know, there were people that invested in our lives. And I, got, I, got, I went back to, my brother and I went to Bill and Trish Harge's house one day. Because they were the, the ones that took us to church when we got born again. We went to the door, we knocked on the door. He opened the door and he just kind of looked at us. It's like, yeah, hey, you do remember us. Um, and we thanked him. said, thank you so much for being obedient to God and, and taking us to church and putting up with us because, you know, here's what we're doing. You know, and I think, you know, that's, a, and that's just a bonus thing. If people have invested in your life, go back and thank them. Tell them how important they were because, you know what, it just encourages them to do more. But he will, he will make us aware of what we can accomplish. You know, I believe on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, that there were great expectations. Jesus told them to go and to wait. And I believe that they went there with great expectation. Verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty wind. It filled the house where they were sitting. Now, you think about that. From Oklahoma, we would know the sound of a, a mighty wind when we hear it coming. But it says there that suddenly, you know, they're sitting there, and I don't know what they were doing. I, you know, I always, everybody assumes they were praying because that seems spiritual. <laughs> they might have been having lunch. I don't know. But they're sitting there, and they're waiting for the promise that Christ would come. And it says suddenly, all man, just boom, this thing happens, right? It said there was a sound like a mighty wind, wind and it filled the house. It wasn't just a small thing. It said it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, began speaking other languages that the Holy Spirit gave him his ability, at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. Now, see, I think that's part of what the power of the Holy Spirit will do. When people in Sand Springs hear the news of what's happening at Word of Life in Oklahoma, everybody came a-running, right? They all came running. We all went a-running into Word of Life. 
Because there is something happening there. Something tangible is happening from something that's happening on the inside of us. See, it's more than just what's happening to me. It's what it's going to do to other people. It said, everyone came running. Oh, and then it gets better. And they were bewildered. <laughs> Have you ever been bewildered? Shocked and chagrined? Overcome with amazements? Whatever you want to say. They were bewildered. They came around and they're out of breath. What in the world is going on here? It says to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Then it goes on to say they were completely amazed. I believe that's what's going to happen here. People are going to hear what's happening. They're going to come a-running to Word of Life. They're going to get in here, and they're going to be bewildered. <laughs> and that could be for a variety of reasons. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> you know what? We reach everybody some way or another, right? I'm bewildered that I'm up here today. Um, <laughs> and I believe this, that people are going to come here and be completely amazed because of the goodness of God, because of the things he wants to do to change our lives, because of the things he has done for us. And what does that begin with? Me receiving that power and leaving word of life and going out into the world and using what God has put in me. See, it's all about using the things that you have. And that's something that God has given, a gift, a, an ability that God has given us so that we can reach the world. We want people to be bewildered. Can you imagine having 100 people coming here next week, all of them bewildered? It'd be fun. And they went on to say, how can this be? We don't know, but it's okay. Here's what he will do. He will help us focus on the greater things and not just ourselves. Man, that is so important that God help us focus on greater things and not just ourselves. He will help us to walk in the potential that God has for us. I believe this, that God has put abilities, he's put gifts into every one of us. You know, before we were born, before the foundations of the world, he thought about us, he gifted us to do things, and those abilities are in us, and God wants to use those things, and he will help us to realize those things. You know, on our own, we sometimes don't always see those things. You know, whenever um, I, I received Christ, like I said, I was in high school, and I felt after I went to Falls Creek that I was called to the ministry. And I thought, oh, that's wonderful. Number one, I do not want to get in front of people and speak. I'm scared to get up in front of people and speak. I still am today. I, I, I just, ugh, you know, it's anguish for me. Okay? But the point is, is I have to trust God to do it. And because I can trust God to do it, then I can. In my own ability, no, wouldn't be very good. But with God helping me, it works for me. See? So... He will help me realize the potential he has for me, that I can do the things that he has called me to do, that I can make a difference in the world, that I can make a difference in people's lives because of the things he's placed on the inside of me. Anytime I get the focus off of me, great things begin to happen. It's the same in all of our lives. When I can get the focus off of myself, God can begin to use me to do great things. And the same with you. When the focus isn't on you, you know, Man, we, we sometimes like to put up blinders to what's going on around us. It's all about me, Jesus. But it's not. It's not. 
It is about me. God loves me. He did everything he did for me. But he did it because he loved somebody else just as much. See, so I've got to get that focus off me. The Holy Spirit will help me to do that. When I don't have the feeling that I can't, or I don't feel like maybe I have anything to offer, he can show me that I do have something to offer. Get the focus off me, great things will happen. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us. He will let us know things that we need to know. He will guide us. How important is that? You know, I am, men are, you know, famous for not wanting to ask directions. I don't want to ask directions. I don't feel like it's a sin to ask Siri for directions. (laughs) Although she has let me down a few times, her and Google let me down at times, and I go places I wasn't planning on going. But, you know, we don't like to ask directions many times. We like to, I can get there. I've got this. You know, I, I've never been lost. Right, John? I'm just not where I'm supposed to be at the right time. It's all about a perspective, really, when you think about it. He will, he will guide us. How important is it to have that guide every day? That when I get up and I walk out of my house, I know I'm not going alone. Somebody's going with me. Who's coming with me? All right? I'm not going all alone, but I'm going with somebody to guide me. He's going to lead me. And you know what? His guidance is great. He's better than Siri. All right? His guidance is great. He doesn't get us off. He'll walk beside us, the Bible said. Man, how wonderful it is not to be alone in life. And I don't know we've got other people around us, but think about that Holy Spirit that just walks beside me. He's there for me. I know no matter what, he'll, he wants to grab me. Keep me headed the right direction. Keep me focused on what's important so that I can accomplish everything that God has for me to do. He walks beside me. The Bible says he goes before me. So if there's problems along the way in the path, he can clear those things. He can take care of things ahead of time, and then he can reveal those things to me. The Holy Spirit is a great gift to have. Amen? It's for today because we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Peter spoke, and it says here that those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Now, that would bewilder people if next week we came in here and 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. It said, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayer and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper or communion and to prayer. And it says, a deep sense of awe came over them all. It says here that, first of all, those that believed, they were baptized, they were added to the church, a whole bunch of new people came in, and it says that all of the believers devoted themselves. If we want to see God do the things he wants to do in our own lives, and in this church, and in Samaria, and Judea, and all the world, Sand Springs, Sepulpa, Manford, Oklahoma, United States, every place, the universe, if we want to see all those things happen, we're going to have to devote ourselves. Oh, sorry, there's work involved. We're going to have to devote ourselves. We're going to have to step out. And there again, the Holy Spirit can help us because he can teach us. He's our guide. He can show us what things do we need to devote ourselves to so that we can be most effective. Amen? He said they devoted themselves to the teaching and all those things. And it says here that a deep sense of awe came over them all. I, I don't know. I guess they went from bewilderment to, oh, That was hilarious. I'm sorry. 
And it says that all the, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers got together in one place and shared the things they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes, circles, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, and all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And why did that happen? Because the Holy Spirit came into that room that they were waiting in and ministered to people and changed lives. The same thing can happen today. See, this is not just a, a wonderful story in a storybook, coloring book, that you think, oh, and you're filled with awe, and you go home, and what's, what's on for football? You know, it's, it's something that changes our life every day, but we have to devote ourselves to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Once again, the focus was on God. They were devoted. You know, and I think this, this is the thing that it shows me is that God uses the most unlikely people. I think that God enjoys doing that. You think about Peter. He just preached this message. People got born again. People were added to the church. They were filled with the Spirit. But this is the same guy that not long before that had denied Christ three times. Cussed. Said, I don't know that Jesus. You know, and all the apostles are hiding. He denied Christ. You know, Peter was kind of a loose cannon. It's kind of a... I feel like when I do this, it's kind of like getting ready to make... And then... I want to be able to see... Uh, but he denied Christ. You know, he was kind of a loose cannon, but when the power of the Holy Spirit came into his life, Peter was a different guy. Man, he, I mean, the most powerful sermon in the, in the New Testament, it seems like. Everyone that was a disciple was the most unlikely candidate. Man, this was a rough group of people. Now, these are people that I probably wouldn't want to hang around with. They're fishermen and tough guys. You know, and they're all just stopping what they're doing, making money, but stopping what they're doing. Following Christ. Uh, unlikely candidates, much, I believe, like we are today. Me, I'm an unlikely candidate. <laughs> that was really true when I ran for city council. Um, <laughs> First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-seven should be all should be my life scripture. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. With the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can overcome fear, we can overcome insecurity, and we can find the things that God wants us to do. With the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can reach the multitudes, whether that be in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, United States, World, Universe, whatever, Galaxy. We can overcome things. Unlikely candidates. I got to tell you, I don't know who's seen Schindler's List, but I love the story of Oscar Schindler. You know, I'm inspired by his story. You know, now... Oscar Schindler wasn't a good person, per se. I mean, you know, he was a womanizer. He was a drunkard. I mean, his own the website they have for him actually talks about all that in great detail. But he did something very remarkable. Now, you know, Oscar Schindler never said that God called him to do this, you know, and there's different reasons on his website as to why he did that. But here's what his, his website says about him. To more than 1,200 Jews, Oscar Schindler was all that stood between them and death at the hand of the Nazis. A man full of flaws like the rest of us, the unlikeliest of all role models, who started by earning millions as a war profiteer and ended up by spending his last dollar and risking his life to save his Jews. 
an ordinary man who even the worst of circumstances did extraordinary things, matched by no one. He remained true to, the Jew, to his Jews, the workers he referred to as my children. In the shadow of Auschwitz, he kept the SS out and everyone alive. Oscar Schindler was a very unlikely person to do what he would call He was a Nazi. His whole goal was to make money from the war, to make money from Germany. I've got a clip. It's the end of the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, sorry. That they're gonna... Spoiler alert. Thank <laughs> you. 